You know, the culture is actually damn good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, where y'all at? This is Trafalgar Square. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Have you been drinking? It was a good show, huh? During the workday, when you feel possessed by amorous intent, may I suggest that you suppress it? Hey! 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 Hey, how you doing? Let's get in the conference room. I would like to invite everyone into the conference room. I would like to have a meeting in the conference room right now. I know for a fact that nobody in the Parks Department reads letters. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me Savior! SportsJourney.com Radio Network is on the air. Man, oh man, has it been a busy day. In this, really, when you think about it, the second week in March is the second and third weeks of March, especially Thursday through Sunday. I'm not going to say they're the best weeks of the sports calendar, but they're right up there because there's just so much going on. We've got the end, the conference tournaments that are this weekend for college basketball and then the NCAAs next week. And even though college basketball, I don't know, for me, it hasn't had the juice without the fans in the stands. Now, that's not to say we're better off without it. Always better to have it than to not have it. But still, I don't know. It was missing. It's missing a little something. But still in all, it's terrific to sit here as we record this, we've got, you know, the afternoon sessions at the ACC going on in the quarterfinals. Virginia won uh, a buzzer beater against Syracuse. You got Georgia Tech and the U playing right now. My wife's Tar Heels play later tonight. It's terrific. Plus, we've got, again, everything going on with the NFL because the NFL is just omnipresent. And even though, you know, Free agency doesn't start to next week till next week. We have already got breaking news on that front. In just a couple of minutes, our good friend, Washington football insider Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times Dispatch is going to join us because we also got Ron Rivera to talk about today as the coach met with us reporters yesterday via Zoom, kind of get you ready for the NFL free agent season. Talked about Alex Smith talked a little bit about the whole Dan Snyder mess and so much more. So we're going to hear from Ron, then we're going to talk to Phillips, and then we will wrap up everything else. But first, we got to start with a little bit of breaking news that is no doubt going to affect free agency next week. We got some breaking news. Thank you very much, Wolf. Yes, we do. Dateline, Kansas City, Missouri. I think it was Adam Schefter that had this first. The Chiefs releasing both of their starting offensive tackles. That is former number one pick Eric Fisher and veteran Mitchell Schwartz. That's going to uh, move. That's going to save uh, Kansas City about eighteen million dollars against the cap, and they needed it too because they got to they got to do a little bit of rebuilding on the line. They needed to clear about $20 million before those moves. So there is still more to come. You have heard, you know, Phillips and just about every other uh, NFL expert that you've listened to the last few weeks talk about it. Uh, it's going to be there. It's it's starting. There is going to be a bloodbath that goes on between now and next Wednesday. It's one of the reasons, I think, why Ron Rivera isn't exactly sure which way they're going in free agency next week. And I think this is a perfect example. Now, remember, Fisher is coming off of a torn Achilles uh, from the, in the AFC championship game last year. 
uh, and Schwartz missed the last three months of the season with a bad back, recently had surgery on that. But here you go. I mean, this was not something that was on anybody's radar Thursday morning when, when we woke up. So, and when you hear from Rivera, I think, I think the context of what he's saying is going to make a little bit more sense. Okay, yeah, Eric Fisher is coming off of a torn Achilles stand, and he was the starting left tackle for the Super Bowl champions last year and the AFC champions this year, for a team that's been to three straight AFC championship games, two straight Super Bowls, starting left tackle. He's now on the market. Yeah, he's coming off an injury, but can you think of a team that maybe could use a pretty high-caliber left tackle? Me too. Remains to be seen. Would Washington want to take a chance on Eric Fisher, given the fact, again, that he's coming off an Achilles? We shall have to see. Same thing with Schwartz. Schwartz has been a great tackle for I think 10 years now in the NFL. But again, you know, he missed the last three months because of uh, a bad back, recently had surgery on that. Can he hold up? We will just have to see. Also got to wonder, do they try to restart? Uh, Do they try to resign a couple of, you know, these guys? Probably not. The Chiefs had a guy named uh, Lucas Niang. He was a third round pick last year. He opted out, didn't play last year because of COVID, but you got to figure he, you know, they drafted him for a reason. He could be the heir apparent right there. So we'll have to see. But there's two guys that are on the uh, that are on the market that somebody is going to take an interest in. And I would think that Washington has got to kick the tires on at least one, if not both of them. And I know what you're going to say, you know, with with Schwartz and having back surgery. But keep in mind, he had a streak of uh, 7,894 offensive snaps to begin his career before he got hurt midseason last year. And he started 134 consecutive games before leaving in week six last year. Something to think about, both of those guys. Although I think Fisher would be the more likely candidate for Washington than Schwartz would be. Oh, boy, it is nice to hear that sound again. All right, time to go inside the locker room. Your exclusive locker room access brought to you always by One Life Fitness. Go to onelifefitness.com, print you off a free day pass to any of One Life Fitness's gyms here in Virginia, D.C., or Maryland. You can go in, you can experience One Life Fitness up close and personal, and then you can make the move and get yourself a membership. they got everything that you want there, free weights, they've got machines, Boxing classes, cycling classes, and all the classes are free. Again, onelifefitness.com. It's all included in the membership. All right, Ron Rivera, yesterday talking with all of us in the media. First question we wanted to know, hey, Coach, what's going on with the quarterback situation? Well, I think it, I think it's really about going forward, you know, thinking about what we have to do and, and what we have to control as we go into uh, the future. I mean, we're not desperate. There, there, there's no immediate need to, to have to, got to, must um, what we're looking to do is we're looking to build a sustainable winning culture. And, and we want to put the football team together the right way. You know, a lot of good things happened last year. You know, we, we did something that was a little unexpected, which I, you know, I acknowledge. But at the same time, you know, just because of that, uh, I, I really don't think you, you, you throw the plan away and, and you, you know, and you, you, you start reaching and, and, and doing things that you, you don't need to do right now. Uh, I think what you do is you continue to put the pieces of puzzle uh, of the puzzle in place and uh, hopefully build it the right way and put it all together the way you need it to be. 
Well, the biggest thing, guys, is we're going to continue to look. We're, we're, we're going through this process. You know, our agency starts next week. The draft is in, a, in, in 50 days, I understand. So, uh, you know, we still have time. And, and we're going to continue to, 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 to explore all the options that are out there. I, I think, you know, you guys, I get it. You guys want answers, but we don't have answers for you right now because uh, we're still working through the process. Again, we've got a lot of time, you know, with free agency next week and the draft in 50 days. The bottom line here is they are not going to be pulling any fantasy football moves. Seriously, and that's a good thing. I still like the idea of Marcus Marietta, and we're going to talk with uh, with Phillips about that in a couple of minutes because he's got some some inside info on why that's gone down the way it has gone down so far. But when you look at Marcus Mariota's film, and I know it, it's really easy to get on Twitter and bash the guy as a first-round bust and all that, but you got to remember, he, not only did he play well when he played for uh, the Raiders last season, and granted that was only one game, but you go back and look at his tape, and he does the things that a quarterback's supposed to do pretty good on tape. Obviously, it didn't translate in the field the way everybody thought it would, but having said that, Marcus Mariota was a guy that, as a quarterback, still led the Titans to three nine and three winning seasons when he was there. You can't say that about a lot of quarterbacks that have played for Washington lately. We also asked Ron about the draft. Well, both this was both about the draft and free agency, and the fact that with the 19th pick in the draft, a quarterback is probably not going to be there. In fact, it's not going to be there. Let's just let's just get that out of the way now. Uh, but also the fact that Washington's got over $50 million in cap space. It's going to be one of the richest teams going into free agency. So is the pressure out there to spend big this year? Well, I, I don't feel any pressure about certain things uh, to be to be upfront about that. To me, the, the biggest thing is the pressure is, is applied uh, by you, and you alone, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So to me, um, you know, what we just have to do is we have to make what we feel is the best pick. And that's really it. And and there's a lot more to, to, that goes into it, too, because you've got to make sure you have the people around them. So, you know, we're going to go through this very judiciously um, and and we'll see. But, you know, we have time. We, we, we really do. We have an opportunity to grow it the right way um, in, in all three phases. And so um, if if, you know, if if the quote unquote um franchise guy isn't out there um you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with guys that we believe give us a chance to win and uh and that's really what you do um you know do you want to be able to say this is our franchise quarterback well yeah you would love to but you don't know that until the quarterback starts playing or quarterbacks and once that happens then you'll know and so we just got to continue to go through this study the players and and get the one that we feel uh can become that player and we'll see what happens and that led that led ESPN.com's John Kime to ask Ron how you uh, mesh both your free agency strategy and your strategy with the draft. Well, the 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 big thing about it is is what you'd like to do at this portion of free agency is you know we have a couple of guys that we'd love to be able to get immediately, um, and we'll see how it goes. But if not, then we we take a step back, we reset, and then we go out and we find guys. You know, and, and we'd love to find guys that have the, that have the kind of impact, you know, that a Logan Thomas did, that a J.D. McKissick did, that a KPL, Kevin Pierre-Lewis did for us, you know, uh, uh, Cornelius did for us. I mean, uh, you know, you 
you know, you can sit there and say, oh, well, you know, they, they, they got a bunch of, you know, three treads. Well, but look at how they play. You know, look at what J.D. McKissick did. Look what Logan Thomas did. Look what Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Look at look at how, how, how Lucas played for us. I mean, I, I, I think what has to happen is, you know, we've got to make sure we we filter through all this and we find those guys that, that are going to perform like that. Um, and that, uh, you know, that really, you know, means that we've got to do our homework. We've got to study the people. Um, and then once we get them, we got to coach them up and then put them in position to have success. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to do that last year to a degree. Um, I say to a degree because, you know, the, 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 the division was, was not as, as, as strong as you'd like it to be. Um, but at the end of the day, we did come out on top of it. Um, and, and our guys, you know, worked and fought and put themselves in position to win. So that's what we're looking for right now. And then, obviously, the other day, you guys put the franchise tag on Brandon Sheriff. That's a lot of money, obviously, for a guard. I'm just curious, the decision behind that. And then just, are you still optimistic that something can get done long term to, to maybe put everything, in, I guess, maybe in a better cap situation? Yeah, that'd be nice. And, 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 and you never know. Um, I think the thing everybody has to understand is, is, you know, we want to try and keep our own. We're trying to show the players we want to keep our own. And at the same time, hopefully we can get those things done. Uh, you just don't know. But the thing is, uh, we have something, uh, especially in terms of the players that, that are on this roster that, that we think fit us. And we want to be able to keep them around and we'll see what happens. Uh, but you do want to be able to fix it. You, you do be able to, want to put it in, in position where it is down a long term. And it puts you in position to take care of the other guys. That's that's the thing that we have to look at. We also got into the Alex Smith situation. You read the article in GQ, obviously, saw the interview there. From Rivera's point of view, absolutely no hard feelings. And, you know, I kind of liked what you're about to hear him say about Alex. And he acknowledged that he had some reservations, <clears throat> excuse me, just health wise on putting Alex in the game. I think it was a, a, a very good conversation. It was very positive. It was, uh, it, it was one of those things that, that, that we both had a chance to, 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 to see the other side's perspective. And be quite honest with you, I, I don't disagree with a lot of things that he said. I really don't. And the biggest thing and the thing he and I talked about really was that there really was no roadmap to get us to where we were. And I told him, I said, Alex, I'll be honest, I was scared to death. I had no idea. I didn't know what to expect. Um, which I believe he appreciated was 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 that I you know just tell him exactly how I felt and how hard you know it was uh, for for us. Um, I think that's the thing everybody forgets is you know Alex did a great job. He worked his butt off to put himself in position to, to come back and play. Um, but I said you know there, there's 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 a part that people don't understand and that is we had to as a coaching staff had to look through this and, and think through this and and. You know, it, it was always in the back of my head. You know, what if he gets hurt again? What if he hurts that leg, that that specific leg again? You know, I'm going to be the I'm going to be the guy that put him back on the field to to, to let him get hurt again. Um, so I, I, you know, I told him I said I, I fought with that, struggled with that every day, every day. That was that was tough. And 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 you know, as we talk more and more, I, I think you know the realization. Um, you know, that, that, Hey, you know, there, there's two sides to it. And, and as he said, you know, coach, there's, there, you know, really is no, no roadmap to, to, to get to where we got today. So I really appreciate him saying that, but, but again, like I said, I, I don't disagree with, with, with some of the things that he said in that article. I think they're fair, um, you know, because you don't know, you, you come in and, 
as a player and a new coaching staff comes in and you're not, you know, you, you're, you know, there's no talks. Uh, but the one thing I, I did tell Alex, I, I, I want you to understand this. If there was anybody that was behind you the whole way, it was Mr. Snyder, you know, because um, he was the first guy, Mr. Snyder had come to his house to meet me and tell that, Hey, this is the new head coach. And Alex and I got a chance to sit down and talk and, and uh, we had a great conversation when he walked out. I, I said to Mr. Snyder, I said, you know, this reminds me of the Thomas Davis story. You know, when Thomas was coming off of his third knee surgery, he wanted to come back and play. And, and I thought, you know, my thinking, wow, that's crazy, but we'll see what happens. Well, I told Mr. Snyder that Mr. Snyder said, if he plays wrong, I'm betting on the old guy. So, you know, there's a, there's a whole story to that that a lot of people don't know. And, and I get that uh, because we don't talk much about it. But I really appreciated Alex coming to, to, to meet me for breakfast and, and having the conversation that we did. Um, you know, and, and, and knowing Alex from, from just this year, you know, he'll get an opportunity to play again. He, he really will, I think. Um, and, and he'll do a great job. At it. I like that. You know, I, I like that, that Rivera could be so forthright about that. It's nice to hear that, you know, he was, he was concerned not just about Alex Smith, the football player, but Alex Smith, the person and be able and being able to lead a normal life once his football career is over. And finally, I know you've been waiting for it, but, Rivera's thoughts on the Beth Wilkinson report, the Michael Phillips story about the social media bots, and uh, more of the stuff going on off the field. Well, I can tell you this much: it, it, this is that's beyond me right now. That, that's that's not for me to, to say. Um, the biggest thing I'm here to talk about right now is 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 the draft, the free agency, and our football team, as far as you know where we are today and where we are going forward. I don't know if you noticed there, but every other answer was at least a minute long. He gave about a 20-second answer there on on the whole Dan Snyder front office deal. If I'm Ron Rivera, I am probably not getting anywhere near any of that. you got to have plausible deniability. He's got to be like, you know what, fellas? I am doing the football side of things. You guys, I don't want to hear from anybody on any of that stuff. Leave me out of it. Don't tell me. I do not want to know. Time to subpruder all this from yesterday and the what better a guy to analyze the whole thing, parse the words and read between the lines than our Redskins insider from Redskins insider. Okay. Take two, three, two, one time to subpruder film this whole thing. And who better to do that than our Washington football insider, Michael Phillips of the Richmond times dispatch been too long, my friend, how you doing? Doing great. How about you? I'm all right. It's sunny down here. It's warm. It's, you know, it's almost feeling like OTA season. Thank God. Hey, there we go. We need, we need some of those again. It'd be, it'd be great to have those back. Exactly. Well, and you know, we're rested now. The season's been over for a while, you know, a little bit of a regular schedule. So it's, it's time to get back into the meat grinder, I think. <laughs> let's, I'm, let's... I'm ready to watch some basketball first, but, but, uh, but, you know, it's, it's combine season. It's, uh, uh, you know, draft season, free agency season, no, no shortage of, of excitement. 
That's for sure. Let's go ahead and start with the press conference from yesterday. Ron Rivera talking to everybody. Your thoughts on, first, what he said about free agency. It it really sounds like this is a, they've done a 180 from, you know, the early days of the Dan Snyder era of of going out and getting the Deion Sanders and the Bruce Smiths of the world. It it sounds like they're going to be smart again this year, right? Um, you know, I, I think there's, there's, you know, it's, it's an interesting, there was, there was the conception and then the misconception. So the conception was certainly the early Dan Snyder years when, oh boy, who's the marquee old guy they're going to bring in? Who's the guy they're going to overspend on? And then there was the misconception. People tended to attribute that to all of Bruce Allen's signings, when in reality, they, they were quite different. Bruce never made a splash in the first two days of free agency. That was never his style at all. Even the big ones, the Deshaun Jacksons, the Josh Normans, those were always well after free agency began. He was not a day one player in free agency. So that, that's a space Washington hasn't been in in a while. And so then now you've got the Ron Rivera era starting. And they, they tried last year. You know, they went for Amari Cooper. I think Ron's very focused and targeted in who he wants. And he alluded to that yesterday. There's a few guys we'll be in on out of the gate so so he's got his list two or three guys it's not a long list he's not saying i'm going to get a day one wide receiver he's saying i'm going to get this day one wide receiver and if we if we don't get him we will move on we we will not panic by something else because we're there and and we have the money and we need to so it it, it will be very targeted so this could be this could be a, a wednesday morning that ends with three $10 $10 million signings. I could, if all, if he gets all his guys, this could be a Wednesday that ends with nothing. And then he shrugs his shoulders and said, I, I tried other teams paid more. We weren't, we weren't willing to go there. So it, it's a very fascinating free agency period. And, and certainly, you know, you look at once the dust settles on that, I think everybody agrees there's going to be tremendous veteran talent out there for a long time and for teams that need to fill out rosters. This is going to be a very good year to do it. Now, let me let me follow up then with because we just we all just heard, you know, my misconception and and on what the recent past has been those misconceptions. You can see it takes a long time once a perception's been established for it to change. Does this organization have a problem with that? You think league wide with players? Is there is there some misconception or some perception of the organization out there that you think is hindering their efforts to acquire some of those marquee players like Amari Cooper last year? Well, I think the Wilkinson report and all that's potentially far more damaging. Look, you know, Washington's a place where agents do not steer players there. Right? You know, you just say that very bluntly. Agents do not say this is a place you've got to go uh, in the same way that New England, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, you know, even Dallas because of the, the media market and the notoriety you get there. It, you, this, Washington is not a place where the agents say, hey, you know, this is, this is where you got to be. Now, Ron Rivera has his own reputation. I think he's breaking that to an extent. Guys who know Ron Rivera talk to people who are in Carolina, love Ron Rivera. And so he stands a chance at reversing that. But for a long time, you know, the only reason to come to Washington was for the money. And if, you, if your only incentive is money, you're going to end up with guys who only want to be here for the money. And that, that's a bad way to team build. It's it's gonna it's it just shows you that that Rivera still has a long way to go to change that quote unquote culture that he wants to change at Nashburn. So when we talk about free agency and next Wednesday being the first day, 
Allen Robinson's been franchised. Chris Godwin's been franchised. Two of the big name wide receivers that were out there. Who do we think uh, Rivera is looking at to bring in that's a good fit for what Scott Turner wants to run on the offense wide receiver wise? You know, I, I, it, it's funny that it, as we sit here on Friday, I think the list may not be done yet. And I say that as, as you watch league wide, just the, the quality veterans that, that are going to become cap casualties over the next few days. I think this is a list that could reset several times between now and then. Now, part two of that, you say, who excites him on the draft board? As well, you know, something we, you know, it, the draft isn't for another month, but if he's excited about a guy, a first round pick at a position or, you know, a second round guy, maybe you don't spend as heavily in free agency. I, I think one position I'm really looking at with, with fascination is it, the, this middle linebacker spot because, you know, Ron Rivera played linebacker, Jack Del Rio played linebacker this is a position Ron Rivera has historically demanded a lot of in his defense and, and I would expect to be no different here he is very critical of the linebackers during the season this year and you know I think Ron Rivera's defense never reaches its full potential until you get a Thomas Davis until you get a Luke Keekley you know a, a guy who can really dominate in the middle there he's got to find that guy is that guy out there in free agency is that guy out there in the draft uh, you know, he, he's got to find who he wants and then you bring him in. I know that's a cagey answer, but man, this is this is one of the most fluid years I've ever seen. You know, just in the span of a couple minutes yesterday, two more guards hit the market. Yeah. You know, we will talk about Brandon Sheriff. I'm, I'm sure to you know, a few more wide receivers hit the market. This is this is a rapidly evolving situation. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's very good for Washington potentially. He talked about wanting to keep Sheriff, but, you know, hopefully they can, but, but, you know, and, and he, he didn't come out and say, we'll do every, you know, we'll do anything we have to in order to resign Sheriff. What do you think that says about Brendan Sheriff's future after this coming year? You know, I've, I've, I've done a couple uh, turns on that myself over the past few days. I had come into this saying it's absolutely a terrible decision to franchise tag Brandon Sheriff because I, I think if you want him long term, this is the perfect window to do it in. This year is the perfect window to do a long term deal in. The market's down. There's quality guards out there. You have more cap room than everybody else. If you want him here long term, now's when you got to do it. But Ron, Ron's comments yesterday, I thought were pretty light. He said, hey, we got to take care of, of, you know, other guys in other positions, uh, you know, that defensive line being an indicator. So you know, to reset the compensatory picks, which, which teams get for losing free agents, the formula is if you sign a free agent, that negates a free agent you lose at a similar cost value. You know, Brandon Sheriff's a guy who's going to get a big contract somewhere. So if, if they make a big splashy signing and Brandon Sheriff leaves, they get nothing. So, so if Ron Rivera really doesn't, plan on having Brandon Sheriff on the team in 2022. And I think that's where we're trending. You're, you're paying $18 million. You get one year of an all pro guy on the offensive line, his great influence in the locker room. And if you're purely internal with your, with your signings next year, you're potentially buying yourself a third round draft pick as well. And Hey, that, that's a good investment potentially. So by not, so you so now, so you now we're talking about that as far as next year, who whomever they sign this year, if there's a quote unquote spl a splashy free agent signing this year, does that negate the compensatory pick next year? Not to get in the weeds too much, but. Yeah, so so it's this year's signings and leavings all 
Okay. Mold, all mold together into next year's compensatory picks. Gotcha. Um, when when we look at some of those uh, some of those free agents that they're that are out there, obviously, well, one of them that we think is going to be out there because he's going to be cut would be Marcus Mariota. The you know the Raiders. Uh, you know, there's reports all over all over last night from the NFL Network that they are expecting to release him. Um, and again, Ron was pretty cagey about, about uh, the quarterback position. You think that might be the reason they didn't trade for him? They, they got some kind of info that, that maybe he might be released? Once his contract info came out, he was untouchable. I, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the public contract value was $10 million for next year on him. And I, I think everybody rightly viewed that as a fair market value. So you talk about trading for a guy on a fair contract. And if he's something, you know, you get the first, you know, that inside track to re-sign him. But then the details came out and, and you know, I, I forget who it was. John Kime had it locally. I know he, if he was the starter next, this coming year, he's owed 17 million, not 10. It was a $7 million escalator in the deal. And now that's crazy town. You're, you're not paying Marcus Mariota $17 million next year that, and trading for him. You're giving up draft picks and you're overpaying him. I mean, that that's that's borderline insanity right there so once that information came out Mariota was was never going to be traded anywhere because nobody was going to touch him you know this isn't a Sam Darnold situation where there's lots of teams with intense interest in turning him into something this this is a guy who you know is not going to make 17 million on the open market without some serious incentives uh, and, and so I, I think that was the game changer there in terms of uh, uh, ending the pursuit of a trade. That being said, though, if he become if he becomes an unrestricted free agent, and then you can set, you know, then it then the price can be set at whatever he's willing to accept. Does he become any kind of a potential option? You think for this team? Yeah, I, I, I'm. I mean, quarterbacks exciting, man. I I don't know. I know I'm on here to be the expert. I'm just I'm just excited. I'm just watching. Uh, so many options, so many possibilities. Mm. Draft day one, draft day two, free agent trade. I mean, just, you know, list, they're all out there. Man. They could go any number of different directions. And I think Ron Rivera is very intentionally playing it close to the vest. Anybody who tells you they know who, who the quarterback's going to be next year is definitely lying to you. Uh, Mike Silver at NFL Network, who is one of the most wired in people on all things Ron Rivera, said the other day, he's got no clue. He's got no guess. And he, he ain't lying. <laughs> this is truly one of the great mysteries. Wow. Hey, you know what? Considering the way that the way Ashburn used to leak like a sieve under Bruce, it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to see things be that tight. Um, speaking of Ashburn, uh, you know, we haven't had an, a, uh, we haven't had a, a, an episode of as the world turns in a while. You have the incredible story last week about the bots out there, which obviously it's your byline. I, I'm buying that 100. Um, percent The other stuff that has come out about the Wilkinson report, you know, that the that the sports junkies had, um, possibly getting a, a, a you know a, a rough draft of it. Where do you think all that stands with Dan Snyder? I mean, I, I get the whole precedent that other owners don't want to set, but. If what the junkies was saying even comes close to being true, it's, it's going to be awful hard, I would think, for, for Dan Snyder to keep control of this team. Or Am I wrong there? And I may very well be. Well, and, you know, it's th- this is going to be a real 
long-term, long, long play situation. You know, the owners traditionally meet uh, in early April. I think that's probably the next date on the calendar you're looking at uh, in terms of when the owners all meet. Is is the report readily available to all of them to read? Uh, is it is it something that's open for discussion uh, amongst the owners? Because I think we all agree Dan Snyder is not going to voluntarily sell the team. That option is probably you know, well off the table or long gone. So you know, will they make him sell uh, is the question. That takes a two-thirds vote of the ownership. And, and so I think you're looking at that, that league meeting, that, that early April date. Will the owners put that on the table for discussion? Is that something two-thirds of the owners will get behind? And I, I think that is a massive, massive decision that, that they're going to have to make. It's fascinating because, you know, we all know that Dan Snyder doesn't have a lot of friends around the league on one hand. On the other hand, self-preservation is a pretty powerful instinct, and every one of them knows if they take some sort of punitive action like that against Snyder, they could be next. It's there, but for the grace of God, go I. No no yeah. question. It's, uh, it's, it's a very, very, uh, yeah, very, very nervous crew there if, if one team gets taken away. And, you know, I, I would say to that, maybe don't, don't be a bad person, uh, but, but you are correct that, that a lot of these owners are worried about what might be fit, what skeletons might be in their closet. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about this bot story. So Dan Snyder denies we've got an online site, uh, the, uh, a faux news site, a fake news site, I guess, in the, in the literal uh, uh, parlance of, of the day. And then you've got these Twitter bots that are promoting Dan Snyder. Uh, and so, you know, there's very clearly this coordinated online campaign to promote Dan Snyder and say he's doing a great job and things are going very well in Washington. Uh, it, it is all untraceable as things on the Internet are. Um, right. So, you know, no, nobody is behind the site. Dan Snyder's lawyer vehemently denies that it's him. That, of course, leaves open the question of who would start an online campaign to promote Dan Snyder as being a good guy the same week that the Wilkinson report uh, was was perhaps leaked to a radio station. Okay. All right. Got it there. Yeah. When you, when you went and, and looked at some of the, uh, the articles and stuff, I mean, was it, what was the quality of it? I'll be honest with you. I hadn't, I hadn't actually gone and looked at the individual bot articles. I mean, were, are we talking like North Korean propaganda level stuff or was it, uh, was it a little bit more subtle than that? <laughs> it, it, it was an article, uh, about his charitable efforts, to, and I do want to say that the Charitable Foundation does does an amazing job. Jane R Rogers, who ran that forever, is truly one of the great people in Ashburn. Uh, it, and so it's about all the charitable things they do and, and how Dan Snyder is behind those, and, and it's such a wonderful thing. And then the Twitter bots were promoting the move to hire Petra Pope as the new dance team coordinator. You caught that news the other day. Yeah. Just talking about how that, that's a real, real win for the team and the league. Uh, and the thing, things are awesome in Ashburn. Oh, yeah, totally awesome. Hey, remember, the culture is actually damn good. I've, I've heard that. I heard that somewhere <laughs> once. Michael Phillips, Richmond Times-Dispatch. My friend, thank you so much. It's going to be a crazy, crazy week next week. I can't wait for it. It will be. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think we're all excited to follow the day-to-day the -day here. Uh, if folks want, and if folks want to follow the day to day in the minute by minute on your Twitter feed, how do they find you on, on Twitter? Michael PRTD, and we're at Richmond.com, and uh, certainly uh, uh, appreciate the chat. And uh, I think it's going to be a really, really fun week to watch. 
Michael, thank you so much. We appreciate it, my friend. We will talk to you soon. Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. Don't forget, subscribe to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are sold, or just, you know, go to the sportsjourney.com website. Oh, and iHeart, too. iHeart, too. All right. We'll see you next time, folks. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out of your bike tonight, as always, wear white. Washed his hands.